Hello everyone and welcome to season two of the All Things Life podcast by Catherine. I hope that you all have been doing well. I decided to take a break of about three, four months to concentrate on a couple of projects that I'm currently engaged in and also to develop content for season two of this podcast. I hope you've all been well and I hope that every goal that you set to achieve this year is rolling out well. You're hitting your milestones and just patting yourself on the back and saying, you know, well done. If for any reason you are not, don't be afraid. Don't give up. It's part of the process. I think um, in life we come to realize that not everything goes as what we intend. However, with patience, with perseverance, and with consistency, everything always falls into place. So out of the many goals that you have um, set out for the year, I'm sure a couple of them or a majority of them you will accomplish. So welcome to this podcast as we launch season two of the All Things Life podcast by Catherine. In this month of May, I want us to talk about business and um, every episode that I'm going to share in this month will be titled, Let's Talk Business. For those who do not know, I am a sales and marketing and marketing profession. I have been doing this for about 13 years and my specialization is in route to market, specifically skewed to the fast moving consumer goods uh, business. So the reason why I have been away is because I have been concentrating on a couple of things with regards to route to market. And one of the topics that I would like to share with you today, or one of the subjects that I would like to share with you today is on pricing. I wasn't very sure if this would be the first to discuss in this series, But all in all, I know we are all in business to create revenue. Sales is the arm of business that generates revenue for every business. And so in what I have been doing, I have come to just think through how businesses should align their pricing strategy and the importance of having a comprehensive pricing strategy for your business. By comprehensive, I don't mean it should be complex. I just mean it needs to cover every facet of the business. And when you start looking at the importance of pricing, one of the importance is the impression it creates of your product or service. Have you ever gone to purchase something and the price you were told versus the product, there was some sort of disparity. Either you were 
you thought I thought it would be highly priced or I thought it would be cheaper. So pricing gives your product or service an impression. So it is very, very important to make sure that your pricing aligns with the kind of impression that you would want to create for your product or your service. Then another importance of pricing, I think of all the components within marketing, pricing is, um, I would say, one of the most flexible components as far as marketing is concerned. Why? Because you can easily adjust price and action it immediately, almost immediately. When it comes to other components like products, uh, it will need to go through some processes before it, you know, it comes live or it is actioned or it's rolling in the market. But for price, it's just a matter of, you know, doing your math, ensuring that whether you go up or you go down in terms of like when you're offering discounts, that you still remain profitable as a business and this can be affected you know very quickly compared to other components uh, of the marketing process so i think that's a very good um, thing in terms of pricing and that is one of the key elements that every company should consider or put out in their marketing strategy i mean in their pricing strategy so Another thing or another importance of pricing is that it gives or rather it represents your unique market position. So when you price your product in a certain way, it also means you need to place it in a certain way. There are certain products based on price, you will only find them in certain areas. For example, if you are marketing a high-end vehicle, you are likely to find it placed in an area where there is traffic or the, the people in that area are skewed, more skewed to buy the product. So the pricing and the place here they tend to match so it and also the positioning they tend to match that is the other thing you need to know about price is that and it i think for me not for me i think for everyone is that price is the reason why customers make a purchase a decision to purchase by any customer is determined by price so you cannot sell a product without a price of course number two you need to match the price with your target customer because they want to know how much does this product cost going back to the example of the car, I wouldn't expect any company that sells vehicles to put a high-end car in a uh, you know in a mass market location. 
Why? Because the decision to purchase based on price will not be arrived at. So the main reason why we all make purchases is because of price. So, if you are a company and you want to generate sustainable revenue, you have to make sure that your price is well thought out. The other thing about pricing is that it needs to be done in a way that the company makes its margins and they need to be reasonable margins. So basic importance of pricing. Then when we're coming up with a pricing strategy, and in this case, I'm looking at FMCG. There are certain components that I would want us to look at. And one of the components, or rather what any FMCG company should do in terms of pricing is ensure that there is something called price adherence. If there is one thing that I have seen over the 13 years that I've been in sales is that there are companies that are very strict when it comes to price adherence. Then there are other companies that are not strict when it comes to price adherence. We all know about the recommended retail price. So that is the price that your retailers should be selling the product at. However, you cannot... You can advise, but you cannot force it, if I may say. And this is the reason why now we go to price adherence by ensuring that there is a plus or negative percentage in terms of pricing that every customer needs to adhere to. If you are a company and say you want the RRP of your product to be at, say, 50 Kenya shillings, then there are certain things you can do. Especially to customers who have higher costs. I'm talking of higher costs because there are those customers probably in the most interior markets who you will find income more costs than a normal distributor. You can decide to give them better margins or better discounts. Then that way, they are still price compliant at 50 shillings. Alternatively, you can tell them for your area, the price is this. However, let's keep to the plus or minus percentage in terms of the price bracket that we have put as a company and say instead of selling 50 you can sell say at 52 53 54 55 and then maybe you cap it at 55 to be 
the max and they cannot go beyond that price. So you will always find whenever uh, this product is being sold, it keeps to a margin, say, of 10 shillings, which means 5 shillings below or 5 shillings upwards. So that below the RRP that is. So if, say, it's 50, you cannot go below 45 and you cannot go beyond 55. Okay? So that is another way. However, it is best, in my opinion, that everybody sticks to the recommended retail price for purposes of uniformity. The reason why I say purposes of uniformity is, I don't know if any of you has ever gone to a supermarket, say supermarket A, and then the product is sold, say, at 47. You go to supermarket B, you find the product is at 52. You go to supermarket C, you find it's at 54. So you see those price disparities, it's in few shillings. However, there's this perception. It's, it also um, affects the, the perception of, like we've said, it affects the perception of even that particular outlet. So you will say uh, supermarket X, they always sell their products at a good price and supermarket Y, they are always expensive. So what that does is that some customers might refrain from going to that particular supermarket to purchase your product, which of course, no revenues, uh, low sales for you as a company, and also low sales for, for the supermarket. So that's why it's good to drive some sort of, you know, adherence and uniformity when it comes to ensuring that the RRP is being uh, adhered to. Now, the other thing that an FMCG company needs to do as far as pricing is concerned is ensuring that the pricing for different segments of the trade channel are considered okay so you have the x factory price then you have the distributor price you have the wholesale price you have the retail price this is mostly for gt and then you have the modern trade um, price some even go further and divide it into two that is for tire ones and for tire twos so ensuring that even this price is being adhered to is very important you cannot sell to a wholesaler at the price of a distributor and you cannot sell to a distributor at the price of a wholesaler if in modern trade you've gone ahead and subdivided the tie the, the channels uh, that is in tire one and tire two you cannot sell to tire two at the price of tire one and vice versa that is very important it is important to have that discipline it doesn't matter what proposals they write it doesn't matter how they you know I know a lot of these people will come to you and try and sweet talk you because they know that a certain supermarket or a certain customer is getting this product 
at a slightly cheaper price, but if they do not meet the minimum threshold that has been placed by the company, then they need to buy at the price that, you know, that fits them, if I may say. So it is very, very important to ensure that there's that discipline, ensuring that there's a distributor price, there's a wholesale price, there's a retail price. For modern trade, the same, attire one and attire two pricing. If that is the best fit way to go about it. So that discipline, it needs to be enforced. And whenever any FMCG company does this, believe you me, you will see a lot of um, discipline in the market, if I may say. Then another thing when it comes to pricing, uh, as you develop a strategy for pricing for your business, is putting a threshold on who can be a direct customer and who needs to purchase from the different uh, channel players. Um, you cannot be running a factory or a manufacturing plant and everybody comes and purchases from you. This is, um, it will wear you out as a company. So it's good to put a minimum threshold on who should be a direct customer and who should purchase from the direct customers. Very, very important. If you cannot have a kiosk, if I may say, coming to do a direct purchase from the company. It doesn't matter even if they're buying goods, say, a hundred thousand. You know, to them it might seem it's a lot, but to the company that's a drop of ink in the ocean. So that discipline needs to be enforced. And they are told, no, you cannot purchase direct. You have to purchase this product either through a wholesaler or through a distributor. So that threshold needs to be kept and it needs to be looked at in terms of cash and also in terms of infrastructure. So not just cash, but also infrastructure needs to be looked at. You can have a kiosk, say you've put a minimum threshold of 2 million. Somebody could be running a kiosk and they decide, okay, I've gotten my 2 million so let me come and purchase. No, that should not be the only decision that is used to, you know, cut, uh, put the threshold. Other things need to be put in place. Do you meet certain other requirements that we have set as a company? For example, as a distributor, you know, do you have a warehouse? Do you have vehicles? Do you have staff? All these things, they need to be looked at. Uh, I'll discuss more on that when we are discussing about the different uh, trade channels. I'll go deep into the infrastructure that is needed for each. Now, another thing that every FMCG company should do as far as pricing is concerned is penalize customers who are not able to abide by the guidelines that have been given by the company. Let me tell you, if there is one thing that is, I would say, difficult, is this. Because you find people 
who want to put their own margins. For example, a customer has taken out a loan. And uh, they, of course, depending on what they've negotiated with the financing institution, they know that they need to pay X amount of money to the institution every month. So what do they do? They can go and adjust the prices of the product so that they are able to make their margins and be able to pay the, finance, uh, the financing institution. Okay, I'm just giving this as an example. It doesn't mean it is the case that always you know, happens. I'm just giving this as an example. So you will find that they, they, they distort um, they distort your, you know, the value or the reputation of your product. And it is very, very important to make sure that every uh, channel partner is playing, is adhering to price compliance. This means if they increase the price beyond what they are supposed to sell, then they need to be penalized. Either they are, trade, uh, you know, like... You can choose to reduce the margins that you already give them. That's one way of penalizing them. You can choose if maybe you've been uh, telling them that you need to be adhering to the prices that we've set and they do not comply. You can even choose to take away their distribution you know, contract. Of course, within the terms and the legalities of the contract that the company signed with this particular uh, customer. So just trying to ensure that they know the repercussions. And also this needs to be spelt out in every agreement or every contract that the company gets to with the customers. They need to know if I do not comply, then these are the repercussions. Very, very important. Penalize. Another one you should penalize is somebody who is selling below undercutting. This is a very common problem. Actually, undercutting is more than overpricing. But, of course, undercutting, if you see undercutting happening, it happens for, you know, several reasons. There are, there are more often than not, there are reasons behind uh, why the undercutting happens. And one of them is not having a, a uniform pricing structure. So that, therefore, it makes undercutting uh, thrive within the market. If you'd ask me, one of the things that I term undercutting as cannibalizing yourself, you as a company, you're eating yourself, but through your customers. Eventually, you will come to see that you're not even doing anything as a company. You're just it's basically who will come and sell lower than the other and i don't think that is the kind of reputation that any organization or rather any fmcg company wants to build so ensure that every customer who is not adhering to price either overpricing or underpricing the product then they are being penalized now the final one um, but not the final final I believe there could be more points that uh, uh, could be out there in terms of pricing strategy 
is ensuring that your pricing is competitive and it offers the different players in the distribution chain reasonable margins. Now, I have mentioned about undercutting and overpricing. When you do not give your customers reasonable margins or when you give them a very big margin, you know, it can happen, then either of the two will happen because you will find when they do their P&L as a, you know, as a business, they realize probably they are not making money from your product. And the only way to be able to make money from the product is to increase the price. Alternatively, maybe you're giving very good margins and somebody can play around with those margins to undercut. So that also needs to be looked at. In my opinion, based on my experience, I think... The person who should be getting the best margins is the distributor. The reason why I say the distributor needs to get very good margins is because they have the infrastructure to reach to the very last mile of the distribution chain. This person has a warehouse, it costs money. They have trucks, which cost money. They have staff, which cost money. And you know, many other things that cost money. So if you look at the revenue they make versus their operational costs, then it only makes sense for you as a business to give them, the, like the bulk of the margin needs to go to the distributor because of the operational costs that are associated with his business and also helping you as a business to get to the very final consumer of your product. Same applies to the modern trade channel, especially for tier one and tier two outlets. These people, they are paying rent, they have staff. So all these things, they need to be put into consideration because their operating costs is higher, say, than a duka. So, of course, when you're putting the, in these margins, you need to really consider the role each uh, each each person within the different trade channels plays and therefore assigning margins based on that. So those are just small or rather few pointers to developing a pricing strategy for your uh, for your for your goods. Of course by the time you're getting to sell the goods, You've already looked at the cost of production and all other costs that are associated with the product plus the markup that you'd want to make as a company and then you give the ex-factory price. Another thing I might say is when it comes to issuing your price lists as a company, sometimes you find companies give a very long list. I think give a price list that is for that specific customer and give a price list that's inclusive of VAT. In my own personal experience, when you put excluding VAT, including VAT, you put for retailer, you put for wholesaler, you put for 
um, distributor it just confuses the customer when you have a very long price list and sometimes they might place an order when they have looked at the wrong um, the wrong price list if I may say that is say they are a wholesaler they placed an order uh, checking the column for the distributor and then when the order arrives it becomes chaos or they placed an order and they looked at the column for exclusive VAT and then it brings chaos when they realize that the amount they thought they were going to pay is up by 16%. So it is very important to remove all those things. Those are for the company to keep uh, at the back end. But what you present to the customer as the price list that they are going to be using when they are making their orders, let it be the VAT inclusive price list for that particular channel. So if it's a distributor, giving for the distributor how much is sell, supposed to sell to the wholesaler and then how much is supposed to sell to the retail and the RRP. That is fine, but that inclusive. For the wholesaler, give them the price they're supposed to buy at and the price they're supposed to sell to the retail. For the retailer, give them the price they're supposed to buy at and the price and the RRP that they're supposed to sell at. Simple. Do not complicate things make them as simple as possible this thing is not supposed to be complex it is supposed to be understood like at the like at the touch of a button and so that customers are able to make very quick um, purchasing decisions because remember you you have competitors and if a customer understands the competitor pricing or price better than your product then what happens you will find they'll lean more to purchasing the product of your competitor as opposed to your product because they understand what this person is saying and they do not fully understand what you are saying so thank you so much for listening i hope you have learned a thing or two like i have said this is not comprehensive you're welcome to share your feedback, to add more onto what I've already said. If it's something that you feel, uh, uh, this one uh, uh, Catherine has not said right, you are free to come and, you know, give your opinion. This is a platform for sharing. This is a platform for learning. This is a platform for growth. So all ideas are welcome. And um, I hope to chat with you guys soon as we talk business in this month of May. Until next time, bye.